Hey, Todd. Hey, Sal. Well, welcome back, listeners, to the party on John Cast uh, for this special walk through Holy Week uh, on this Holy Wednesday as we walk through the book of Mark. Uh, this is Reverend Sal Sermarco. I am a ordained teaching elder in the Presbytery of Newton, Presbyterian Church USA, uh, in the validated ministry of healthcare chaplaincy in the town of Newton. And I am Reverend Todd Laddick. I am an uh, ordained elder in the United Methodist Church of Greater New Jersey, and I am serving a congregation in Newton, New Jersey, on higher ground from Sal. The only higher ground I give them. Here, here. <laughs> Except where divine providence would interject. Amen. <laughs> All right. So as I said, we are walking through the book of Mark, the Gospel of Mark. So we are on Holy Wednesday, uh, and this is found in Mark 14, verses 3 to 11. So listen to the word. Meanwhile, Jesus was in Bethany at the home of Simon, a man who had previously had leprosy. While he was eating, a woman came in with a beautiful alabaster jar of expensive perfume made from essence of nard. She broke open the jar and poured the perfume over his head. Some of those at the table were indignant. Why waste such expensive perfume? they asked. It could have been sold for a year's wages and the money given to the poor. So they scolded her harshly. But Jesus replied, Leave her alone. Why criticize her for doing such a good thing to me? You will always have the poor among you, and you can help them whenever you want to. But you will not always have me. She has done what she could and has anointed my body for burial ahead of time. I tell you the truth. Wherever the good news is preached throughout the world, this woman's deed will be remembered and discussed. Then Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve disciples, went to the leading priests to arrange to betray Jesus to them. They were delighted when they heard why he had come, and they promised to give him money. So he began looking for an opportunity to betray Jesus. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Holy Wednesday. Um, this is a very beautiful, intimate portion. It is, and what people don't realize, at least from Mark's, uh, you know, it's hard to gather this from Mark, but when you read the other Gospels, this particular Mary um, happens to more than likely be Mary of Bethany, Mary, sister of Martha, Mary, sister of Lazarus. Lazarus. Mary, very dear, close, almost like family friend of, of Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. And, yeah. and later on, I believe, um, to much um, dismay and distraction, I think he may have been merged in with Mary of Magdalene. Yes, um, yeah. yeah. With, the, with the... Later interpreters <laughs> convoluted the two. Convoluted the two, and because of the intimate, almost some... Uh, academics would say sexual nature of the passage um, arises the whole Mary Magdalene 
um, woman of ill refute. And bisexual, you're referring to the fact that other gospels say that she wiped Jesus' feet with her own. <clears throat> Went down her hair and wiped his feet. Um, and for as and for us, we we assume Mary as a sister of Martha and Lazarus was a single woman. And for a single woman to do that was um, that's pretty scandalous. Pretty scandalous, and if she was married, it would be even more scandalous. <laughs> yes, so, so uh, it's scandalous on either end of that, and um, yet, what I what I find beautiful about this cell, and um, is that in this moment, uh, you know, what few people understand is is when you're in ministry, um, the people you minister to, you know, it. Ministry is all about ministering to people, right? Mm -hmm. And so ministers, um, you know, Jesus said it best when he said, you know, foxes have dens and the birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has no place to, to rest his head. I mean, the reality is, is when you're in ministry, you're constantly giving, you're constantly doing, you're constantly healing, you're constantly praying, you're constantly serving. And the question becomes, in your darkest, deepest, most fearful moments in life, who's there to minister to you? And so what we see here is the disciples are indignant because they they believe that, that this money could have been used to save the poor to help the poor to to do do social justice and 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 Sal, you know this for a fact. Um, there are portions of our church that think that that Christian means social justice activist, mm-hmm. and and Jesus in this scripture clearly shows us that is not just about social justice activism, but it's about him. It's about Jesus. Yeah. That- the social justice should come out of Jesus, not Jesus out of social justice. Right, um, right. Um, yeah, the, that's and that's the intimacy of this this passage. Is as Todd was saying, who who pastors the pastor, who chaplains the chaplain. Um, we often talk with each other about this, and you know, even was doing pastoral counseling this afternoon with uh, one of my employees and. Telling a very, he was explaining a very moving, touching moment where a fellow colleague knew she needed support and supported her. And I nodded my head and, and said, "Oh, that that must be nice." <laughs> so um, that to yourself, yeah. <laughs> said that to myself and said, "Okay, who's?" I wanted to say, "Who? Okay, who's going to do that for me?" Yeah, yeah. Um, but Mary here, although Mary is not specifically named, Mary in this passage had the empathy enough and the wherewithal to notice that Jesus was struggling. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus was struggling uh, while the others were worried about, you know, uh, the mission, so to speak, the ministry, so to speak. They were so caught in their own crap that they were too busy and too mired in their own Crap! I can't. I could say other things, but I won't. It's it's Holy Week. Uh, they were too mired in their own crap to see the need of Jesus before them, and yet this woman, this unnamed woman, Mark, who is probably Mary of Bethany, this woman who who 
had been in a moment of grief, a terrible moment moment of grief, not that much earlier than this, where Jesus resurrected her brother from the dead. This woman now understands and she sees Jesus in need and she ministers to him. To him. I mean, how many, you can agree with this probably, Todd, that how many congregations worry about we need the money to fix the roof. We Mm -hmm. need the money to update the plumbing or fix whatever in the church building so that we can do the mission would not without realizing that the building is not the mission. The mission is Jesus. As Carl Bart would say, the answer is Jesus. Now what's the question? What's the question? That's right. So um Jesus is reminding his disciples, and when we think of these parables, the disciples are us. The disciples are us. And um, yeah. um, he's reminding us it's not about you, it's not about money, it's about me. Right. And right. he even says, wherever the good news is preached throughout the world, this woman's deed will be remembered and discussed. Keyword wherever the good news is preached. <laughs> and the good <laughs> news is Jesus. Yeah, wherever the good news is preached, wherever I am preached, wherever I am professed, this woman will be remembered over the rest of you <laughs> because of her getting this in this moment. She gets it. Um, and and I love that that he says she has done what she could and has anointed my body for burial ahead of time. They're still looking for the kingly Messiah, and this woman understands that this man ain't making it out alive. She gets it. They're still waiting for him to take down Rome. Yeah. And he's he's plainly saying to them, She's getting me ready to die. Yeah. She she's ministering. She's she's doing the last rites on me. Yes. Mm. The anointing. And then we get to Judas, <laughs> who in this moment, for whatever reason, whatever was going on in his head, whether he thought maybe Jesus was not the Messiah he thought he ought to be, or whether he thought, okay, this Messiah thing is real and it's going to cost me my life too, whatever that may be, wherever Judas was in this moment, after his reply to the disciples, after his scolding the disciples for not getting it and praising this woman, it is at this point that Judas Iscariot, one of the 12 disciples, went to the leading priests to arrange to betray Jesus to them. And they were, the leading priests, were delighted when they heard why he had come and they promised to give him Money, so Judas began looking for an opportunity to betray his friend. Mm. Mm. Yeah, we'll we'll get into Judas a little bit more as we get through Holy Thursday. But you know, the other Gospels, uh, Matthew and Luke, um, really, when it says some at the table were indignant. The other Gospels say specifically Judas was indignant. So something about this encounter triggers him to say, okay, this isn't meeting my expectations. Jesus isn't meeting my expectations. Um, 
something in this encounter flips the switch for him. While Judas was probably not the only disciple who was indignant, it is Mm -hmm. this encounter, and maybe this is why the other gospel writers hone in on him, it's something about this encounter that flips the switch for Judas. It's something about this encounter that makes him say, you know what? I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm out. <laughs> maybe he did. Maybe he did pick up on the burial and, and freaked out and said, okay, this has gone down some way that I'm not ready for. Maybe, maybe. Uh, but whatever the, whatever the reason may have been, Judas begins looking for an opportunity to betray Jesus. And so uh, this brings us to a conclusion of uh, Holy Wednesday. Uh, Before we close in prayer, I'd like to ask a couple of reflective questions. Where are we on this Holy Wednesday? Are we the indignant disciples who can't believe that people would waste their time on anything but social justice or social holiness or whatever our agenda may be? Or are we the woman who in the moment sees the need and fills it? How do we respond to Jesus when he says, leave her alone? Why criticize her for doing such a good thing to me? You will always have the poor among you. You can help them whenever you want to, but you will not always have me. What is our role in this? Are we indignant? Are we penitent? Are we willing to comfort Jesus at any cost? Or are we, like Judas, done, out of here, trying to find a way out, looking for an opportunity out at any cost? Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we just uh, thank you for this opportunity to be uh, here and um, reflecting on who you are. Lord, we are in the midst of this week, reflecting on our falling short, on our sin. Not sure where we are in the mix of all of this. One thing we do know, Lord, is that you are God and that you are love and grace and that through this week you are going to guide us from where we are to where you created us to be. And so we place our faith in you and ask that you lead us forward from this Holy Wednesday on to Holy Thursday and on to Holy Friday or Good Friday so that we may journey with Jesus to the cross, into the tomb, and into the resurrected life. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I pray you have a fulfilling Holy Wednesday and you reflect upon 
our questions and be excellent to each other. Be excellent to each other. God bless.